Welcome to yet another episode of the official Autodesk Inventor podcast. My name is Garen Gardner. I'm the Technical Marketing Manager for Autodesk Inventor. Today is August 30th, 2007, and this is episode number 16. So just a brief overview of some of the things that we'll cover this episode. Uh, oftentimes, leading up to a podcast, I spend a little bit of time thinking about what projects I've been working on and various things that I've, I've used that may be beneficial in a podcast. So recently I've been working on a number of projects where I'm looking for different components that I don't necessarily want to recreate, but I want to, somebody else has, has already created them and I want to locate them and put them in my assembly. There are a number of different areas where we can find these types of components. So I've kind of narrowed down uh, our content center, supplier content center, peer sites, and other sites. So with that, we'll jump in and kind of explain what each of these are and then some unique tools that you can actually use on some of these things. So hopefully you'll find this beneficial and uh, I think you'll, it'll probably be, if nothing else, uh, find some areas that you maybe hadn't thought about and hopefully find tools or, uh, or parts that you'll be able to reuse and save yourself a lot of time. So let's get started on Content Center. Probably the first area that many of you have probably discovered and some of you may not is the standard content center that gets installed with Inventor. So this is a great utility that allows you to come in and look for a number of different things like nuts, bolts, and washers. It even has features for parts. So if you want to pull in a, a box or pull in a cutout, you can actually do that similar to an eye feature. And then we have things like still shapes in here that you can locate as well and a number of different shaft type of parts similar to bearings, clips, collars, a number of, of different components. So there's a lot of standard parts that are in Content Center that you can use today. Um, you also have the ability to come in and go to a, a supplier Content Center page, which what that, what that entails is the ability to come into this website. You can create a login and then you'll notice that you jump into Part Solutions Content Warehouse. And this is basically where vendors put a number of different components that they create out there that it may be that you use particular motors from a, a vendor that you could go out and locate and, and use that, that 3D geometry in your assembly. And this is a great place to find a lot of different uh, standard types of parts. And you can see that you can browse by category to look for bearings, tools and tooling, power transmission, a number of different types of categories that you can go into and then look and see if they have components that are beneficial to you. Another another uh, great site that I like to go to is some of the peer sites. One of probably the most common for Inventor is cbliss.com. That's cbliss.com, and this has a number of different standard parts that that uh, users around the the globe have put together. And and Charlie Bliss has put this in a website. So, you know, this is a, a nice little site. I actually was out here not long ago pulling down a, a dummy, a mannequin that I could use in one of my assemblies. So, you know, this is a real nice area that you can come out and find components if you don't see them in the content center. But what about some maybe other unusual components that you maybe don't see in these areas that you think somebody else might have created? One of the things that you can do is look on other sites. And before we get there, though, I'm going to go over a couple of tools that may help you as you're looking for different components that you'll be able to leverage a lot more than, than just inventor format files. So many of you have probably heard of our Autodesk Labs. If you go to labs.autodesk.com, this is Autodesk's uh, area where we have kind of a sandbox of things that we're working on that aren't in the product. You know, it might be that they're in a beta state 
or it may be that we're trying to get feedback from you guys to install and try them and then let us know how they're working. Um, in this case, there are a couple of utilities that I've used a bit that will help out a lot in what we're doing. One of which is feature recognition. So you'll notice that if I go to feature recognition, it'll take me over to the feature recognition page where I can download feature recognition. And this tells me a little bit about what feature recognition is. It allows me to import in uh, SAT or STEP or you know other formats that don't have intelligence and convert them into feature rich parts. Another utility that I really like that we're going to take benefit in is translators for Inventor and Inventor LT. Uh, these are this allows me to import in a number of other formats such as Pro Engineer files and Granite files, SolidWorks, UGNX, number of, of file formats that you can use. So this one is a really big one as you're looking for different files that you can import in and start working with that you can look for more than just inventor files. Now you can natively open up Parasolid files, UGNX files, SolidWorks files, Pro Engineer and Granite files and then if you need you can use the translator to turn them into feature rich parts and make changes to them. So I thought I'd go through one of those processes with you. I'm going to go out and locate a file that I have out on my desktop. And this particular file, in fact you'll notice if we look at file types, I have the option to come down, in fact we're cutting it off a little bit, let's see if we can just pull this up. And you'll notice the different file types that I have, I have all of my regular inventor files, DWG files, DXF, things like that, and then the IGIS. But then I also have Parasolids, Pro Engineer, SolidWorks, and NX files. Well, I'm going to go out and I, there's a SolidWorks file that I found, so I'm going to filter everything out but SolidWorks files. And I have a bracket here, so I'm just going to open up this particular bracket. And because I've installed feature recognition, it's also going to prompt me if I want to recognize this feature. So I, I was natively able to go out, locate a, a SolidWorks file, and open it up right in Inventor. I didn't have to do any type of translation. I don't even need to have any other CAD product on my machine other than Inventor and these feature or these uh, translators. So once I'm able to open up this Invent this uh, SolidWorks file, now it asks me if I want to recognize the features. If I say yes then I can go in and start recognizing the features. Now depending on what you're doing you may not really care to recognize the features. You may just want to be able to pull in a file, constrain it, pull document, you know, create your drawings and whatnot with the part in your assembly, but you really may not care to make any changes. However, there may be times where you want to change these holes to be a different size, maybe a counterbore hole. You want to be able to make it a little bit longer. So if we recognize the features, it adds a little bit more intelligence into the design and we can use it just as we would any other inventor file. So let's come in here and basically we'll do an automatic feature recognition. Now there are a number of ways that I, I could go in and manually do my feature recognition and start out by removing the holes. I could start it and then I could go to chamfers because I got a, I have a chamfer in here and I could basically do a reverse engineer of this part but oftentimes the automatic feature recognition will recognize a part for me and set it up for me without really any, any intervention. Now depending on what I'm doing, sometimes I do prefer to, to actually go in and manually do it myself because then I can get everything in the order that I want and sometimes it, it is kind of order dependent so if I play around with it a little bit I may get it set up more to my choosing. Um, but in this case we're just going to tell it to do an automatic recognition. You can see, I don't know if you saw in the background, but it was removing those features and then it turned them into feature-rich features. 
So I can see the chamfer, each of these holes, and the main extrusion. So once I'm done with that, I can return out. It tells me that it's actually going to create those particular features in here. And then I'll notice that I have features for this particular part. Let's just drag this over here so we can see it a little better. I can see the extrusion, my holes, and my chamfer. So the nice thing about this is I was really able to start out with just a, a, a file that was a non-inventor file, natively just open it up and then turn it into a feature-rich inventor part. Now if I wanted to come in and make changes I could come in and edit the actual sketch add dimensions and do whatever I wanted to it. So this is a, a great way to go out and locate a number of other different types of files and start building feature-rich parts off of it and use it in your design. So again, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit in some of the podcasts recently about some of the lab's tools, but I'm finding more and more areas that I can really take advantage of them. So think outside the box a little bit. I know it's cliche to say, but there are a lot of areas that these are extremely beneficial and very powerful tools. And this is just one way where we can leverage the translators and feature recognition together. Well, this concludes yet another episode of the official Autodesk Inventor podcast, episode number 16. Hopefully you found it beneficial. And if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to shoot me an email or leave feedback. And also, if you're downloading it manually, take a look on iTunes. You'll actually be able to set it up to where it downloads automatically as we add new episodes out there. And again, hopefully you enjoyed, and we'll see you next time.